Why is Trump really being blamed for no red wave? We're going to talk about it. You're listening to the Propaganda Report's Drive Time News Blast. I'm Brad Binkley. Joining me today is Cam Harless. Cam, I have to say that intro again for those who haven't actually seen the video of it. The timing of the Will Smith slap on Chris Rock with the beat of the music is just perfectly timed. Excellent job doing it. It's fantastic. Check that out if you haven't seen the video of it yet. Cam, how you doing? I'm good. I'm tired, dude. We've had so much fun stuff go on with tropical storms. Like we had, uh, what was her name? Nicole. Uh, real. Was that the name of the, the most recent one? Nicole. Yeah, she, she's a re- she was a real, uh, she was a weak. Like, tropical uh, storm viewer. stripper. Yeah. So, but she, so she did pull off some siding on our house and take out our power for a night. But, you know, it wasn't as bad as Ian, but we, you know, we have a fence now, so that's great. My landlord is mentally deficient. Uh, I'll have to show you those pictures, Brad. It's incredible what they will do to save a dollar. Yes, I have experienced landlords that are definitely a bit cheap, to say the least. The Fixing a deck is just slapping another layer of paint on mold, rotten wood. There's some landlords, especially these big ones that are trying to kind of take over. Like BlackRock Associated, well, I can't remember what the other one was called, but it's another one because I had, I had uh, one of my friends was dealing with, and actually hooked them up with a lawyer because they were being the landlord was just it was just awful what they were doing to them. But they 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 want to get people in rental houses as much as possible, buy as many places, and you know you'll own you'll own nothing and you'll love it type. <laughs> I, I think that they're uh, associated with. See, I but, would, I would, I would agree with the sentiment if they would just take care of stuff in like a a normal like. If a fence goes down, don't reuse rotten wood. That's what they do. Yeah, the the big companies do. Not so like smaller landlords are usually, from my experiences, that they can be a whole lot better than the big corporate landlords. But those guys, they don't tend to send their best when it comes to repairing wooden decks and fences and whatnot. So. Top story of the day, let's go ahead and dive in, is Trump is set to announce tomorrow that he's going to be running for president for a third time. And this despite everyone in the news for the past, I don't know, ever since the 8th, what was today's date, the 14th, so I guess the past six days, been telling us that Americans have rejected Trump and they've also rejected what the media calls election deniers, election denialism, all the candidates he endorsed. And therefore, he is no longer the head of the Republican Party. It's time for the Republicans to move on. And then they turn around and they, they praise DeSantis. MSNBC, CNN praising DeSantis for how well he did. Don't know that that's the type of praise that he wants. But that is what you hear all day long. Trump is the reason there's no red wave. Democracy was on the ballot. And democracy won. Americans rejected election denialism at the polls, proving democracy is who we are. It's so annoying when Biden says that. He said that at this G20 Whatever the the conference he's at today where he was talking to the Chinese president, he brought up how they see who we are because they saw how our elections went out. And here's a headline from NBC News today. How did Democrats stop a red wave in 2022? The short answer, Donald Trump appears to have helped them. It was a Trump problem, a Republican operative told NBC, speaking on the condition of anonymity, of course. Independents didn't vote for candidates they viewed as extreme and too closely linked with Donald J. Trump. The candidates who underperformed in battleground states and districts had one thing in common, Trump's endorsement. This is, they cannot stop talking about this. They they can't stop having Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi's husband's skull was bashed in. He's in his (laughs) 80s and he's at home recovering from what you would think would be a life-threatening bashing of the skull. And she's out here talking about 
how well the Democrats did during the midterms and how she thinks it's possible that maybe more people were driven to the polls. At least that's what people say is how she framed it anyway. She was literally talking about this on State of the Union with Jake Tapper. Good. It is not streaming to Rockfin right now. Well, that would be my... Right, go live. Here's what we're going to do. It, it, it's going to end up streaming because I realize how this works now because I forgot to hit the live thing. Call. And she's out here talking about... There we go. Yeah, now it is. Okay, fantastic. Now we're streaming to Rockfin, and the whole video should be there when we start it over. If not, then I'll just re-upload it. That was my fault because I forgot to... I was so excited that I forgot to click live. Thank you, Kim. <laughs> so, so I was just like... I saw it on Twitter, but I didn't see it on Rockfin. I was like, I don't know. Right. But I asked, and Milburn couldn't see it. So I'm like... Yeah, yeah. Hey, Milburn fantastic. knows. Well, it should be streaming now, and if the whole video isn't up, I'll get it up right when we get the show over with here. So... Is this really what's going on, though? Like, is is it really Trump's fault the way they're saying it is his fault? Is it, quote, election deniers' faults, candidates who have those views? Is that really what's happening? I, I think that it's not, personally, because this whole narrative, there's like a, a, a weird switch in the media, the way they were covering the upcoming midterms leading up to the elections. Like, it seems to me like this, the narrative where the red wave, that was inevitable, we were told. That yeah. never came because of Trump and because of, quote, election denier candidates. Kind of seems like they were going to be going with that narrative all along, like it was pre-planned. And that what they did before the midterms is they just kind of switched it around. MSNBC, CNN started talking about how there was going to be a red wave and they just had to deal with that. That was just life. And if anything less than a red wave happened, it would be a win for Democrats. I don't know if you noticed this, but I certainly did. That's why I didn't talk about a red wave much. In fact, I never even thought about a red wave until I heard CNN and MSNBC talking about, you know, how the red wave is like Thanos. It's inevitable. And then all of a sudden, it didn't happen, and it's the greatest Democrat victory in the history of mankind, even though the Republicans are still going to take control in the House. I believe that they never expected a red wave. I believe they instead intentionally set expectations for Republicans kind of impossibly high, in the minds of their viewers anyway, so that regardless of the outcome, they could say that democracy was on the ballot, and democracy won. So it, it didn't matter. If they say Republicans are going to have this massive red wave historic and then anything less than that, democracy wins. Trump needs to be out. Trump is the reason they lost. Election deniers have been rejected at the ballots. And there's a purpose for all of this. There's a couple of purposes, I think. One of them, I think, is pretty obvious. Is like with Trump announcing tomorrow, what would happen if Trump announced tomorrow and Maybe there was a red wave, you know, and everybody's like, yay, Trump, all the Republicans are. And he's just the de facto candidate. Then they miss out on two years of advertising, of ratings boost from the the fight of who's going to be the candidate. They need a real competition. They need they need a Pence up there who's on a book tour talking about he's teasing how he's going to run. They need DeSantis up there. They need Rubio up there. Can you imagine those guys on stage with Trump calling Rubio little Rubio again, calling Ted Cruz's wife ugly, whatever. All of this stuff, <laughs> this entertainment value that they got in 2016 when they had all of these candidates fighting it out, they know how profitable that is. I mean, this yeah. is going to be one of the most profitable endeavors in the history of mankind. And they knew they had to line their pockets. If they just went ahead and gave it to Trump, they would lose out on that. So that that's one reason you definitely have to have that fight, have a little competition there. And I, I think that another reason, which is a little bit less, a little bit darker reason, is they've been spending 
Well, so here's a a headline I saw. I I found two articles yesterday. One was a Brookings Institution paper on how Americans are finally ready for a third party. Of course, there was no mention of libertarian in that paper at all. Not not one. It's It's like they just pretend it does not exist. And then I found another article today titled The Midterms and Trump's Return Show That We Need a Third Party. This is from the Boston Globe. Also didn't mention libertarians. Not that libertarians are the only third party. There could be other third parties, but I just think it's funny that they just completely pretend they don't exist. Well, I mean, they, at like at like 0.5 or 2% of the vote at tops, they kind of don't exist, though. Like, I mean, not not in any real meaningful way. I think the only one that they kind of had any sway in was what, um, what's his name? Um, Herschel Walker and what Raphael Warnock, they forced to run off. The libertarian did by his, what, 2%? Something like that. And I think the Arizona, not Arizona, the one with the guy who had a stroke and the doctor, the Dr. Oz, I believe, right. libertarian ran there also. That's still, it's more meaningful than any other party that exists. And they're, they're writing these Brookings institutions as a global think tank. They're not even mentioning the only third party that is really, yeah, the Green Party and whatnot, but you didn't have any of those candidates showing up with a percentage. And they just ignore it because they don't want that party because, well, I don't, Align. I don't. I don't accept the label of any party personally because I think once you accept that label, then you accept that stereotype, and people react to a stereotype and they stop reacting to you. But they are the 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 party that questions things, in my opinion. They they are more yeah. likely to question things than anybody else, can and I, they don't like that. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, go ahead. Did you see the statement that Trump made on November tenth about Ron DeSantis? Yes, I do. I went. I read through that on the show uh, the other day, last week. Okay, he, is yeah. he is he trying to boost DeSantis, like get him more votes from the other side or something? Because he he's positioning him as not as bad as Trump. Because I read that and I was like, what's Trump trying to do with this? Because he doesn't have the base that he used to. Right. Well, right now they're saying Trump has 40% of Republicans. I don't know how accurate that is, but that's what they say. I think that what Trump was doing there is I think Trump is going to try and endlessly provoke DeSantimonious, as he calls him now, because Trump, when he gets down in the mud and fights, Trump is good at it. Ron DeSantis, if he were to go down and get in the mud and fight, he's trying trying to to bait Ron DeSantis to play in Trump's game. Because if DeSantis were to start doing the insult battle, the comic fight, like Trump does, it doesn't look good on DeSantis. It's completely, it's the exact reason that people like DeSantis is because he does not do that. So Trump, I think, is going to be trying to bait DeSantis into doing that thing and take him into the field of play where Trump excels and DeSantis doesn't. That's how I viewed that. Yeah, it's, it's just, it just seems like when I read through that, I was like, first, this is like the weakest Trump work I've ever seen. Like this is this is like if if uh, someone who is known for their crowd work just like bid it on that and just did a horrible job. Like you know what I'm saying? Like this is not a good this was not a good outing from him, and it it showed at least in my opinion why people who are Trump like can vote for him and get. I mean, I know they hate DeSantis on the other side, but him pushing him away doesn't help Trump get votes from the middle. Right, but he's going to have to go. They're they're coming to this inevitable battle on who's going to be the Republican nominee. So he start he launched the first 
the first shot, the first shot fired right there for Trump. Now, I don't know if it was a great shot or not. Maybe he's feeling out the way people reacted. They didn't react well. But I, I think that Trump does good when he gets other people to play the same game that he does. Now, yes. DeSantis hasn't really responded. So he's doing a good job there. Now, Trump might amp up his attacks. We'll find out. But they're, they're bringing So they're already starting. So we're already starting the midterm, or not the midterms, the 2024 primary battles. I mean, that's what that was. That was like the beginning of that. So for the next two years, they're going to be draining our pockets with fundraising and they're going to be draining advertiser dollars, advertiser dollars, like I was mentioning earlier, because this is going to be probably the most profitable election cycle in history, if I had to guess. It's, and they, they, they say they hate Trump, but they need Trump because they need people watching for the entertainment value. And that's what a lot of it's WWE stuff, man. Is what it, it is. is. He's like, <laughs> he's playing the heel, and I mean, like, I get it, but it's it was just so it was just so unimpressive to me. When it I wasn't read a great it. takedown, yeah. He, he, but he might be he's, he's not going to open up with the hardest ones. He might feel it out and then amp it up a little bit because there's definitely some more he could go to. He can, I'm just saying it sounds it seems like he's lost his fire. That's all I'm I saying. I don't know if he's lost his fire. I, I've watched one of his rallies the other day, and he was. He seems to have it a little bit. He's going to have to sharpen it up moving towards the campaign season. But he'll get there, I think. Although he's an older <laughs> guy. I guess, we'll, I guess we'll find out. So here's what the third-party stuff, what I think this could get to. And I think they could be preparing us for a possible third party, not like in a good way. Yeah. And well, yeah. that would be the way they would describe it would be like the – the party of the the election deniers is is what they would call it. Something like the the mega maga party of the election deniers, and this would make it far easier for them to demonize people who question not just the election but question the narrative in general. Because it's it's like if you question the election, then come forward now and stand with your party. If you don't question the election, forever hold your peace. So people who don't want to be that associated with it, that obviously would, even if they were questioning the election, would then remain silent. So it would shut some people up and it would draw some people out, kind of like a Chinese uh, hundred flower campaign where they said for a hundred days, you can come and criticize Mao. And then after a hundred days, they rounded up everybody who criticized Mao. It seems like it could be bait like that if that were to happen. Now, Trump could start it on his own if he didn't win the nom nomination. They could kick Trump out say you can't be a Republican. I think they can do that. I think they did that with Liz Cheney or something, and then he could start it if he does start it. But the reason that this really concerns me, it's not because, I mean, I think everybody who actually is Democratic and who has a thinking brain questions every election because there's always been problems with elections. And if yeah. you think that there hasn't been, you're brain dead. Have you ever heard of cooping before? Cooping? like Yeah. Okay. So this is a, something I, I heard, I learned about literally, I think it was yesterday. Um, the, in the first 25 years, maybe more, uh, the first 15 presidents, so probably way, way more than 25 years, there was a, a concept called cooping, which was election fraud. And what they would do is they would essentially kidnap people off of the street, get them very drunk, and force them to vote multiple times, changing their clothes, threatening them with beatings if they didn't do it, going to different precincts, doing this. And apparently during the first 
15 presidents of the United States, this kind of election fraud was happening. And one of the reasons behind it was because the regular people are stupid and you end up with a Trump president's Trump style presidency if you don't do some cooping. And I, I'd never heard of this before. And it's the best thing I've ever heard. The two best things that ever happened in American history are cooping and caning. And we should bring both of them back. I, I actually I went in. And voted once, and then I went back in. I had on a fake mustache and, yeah. and glasses, and I was like, I'm here to vote again. <laughs> and they were like, who are you? I've never seen I, you before. Then I caned them, and then I voted from some other guy's card. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Is it cooping or cooing? Cooping is what it's C-O-O-P-I, because they coop them oh, up. Oh, I see. I see. And take them around. I, I, don't, I found this out. That's awesome. They changed their clothes. They're putting their <laughs> Get in there and vote again. You better, you better be voting. You better be voting for George... George Washington. Yeah. So <laughs> what they call election deniers, not see, not election deniers, people who question in the election, they call them election deniers, but they call them anti-democratic. They call them authoritarian. They call them the same things that they call Russia and that they call Putin. They describe them the exact same way. I've made this point a lot, but I think it's important because to them, it, there's no difference in, in what those two are. And they've also told us that the war that Ukraine is fighting against Russia is not a war between Ukraine and Russia. It's a war between democracies worldwide and authoritarians, anti-democratic authoritarians worldwide. So that's a, that's a war. That, that is what World War III is. So they've already told us what World War III is. It's those two fighting against each other, those two ideas fighting against each other. Well, that's what World and, War II was. was. It was communism versus Nazis. fascism. Versus, and really, it was it was... There are three parties fighting, but the communists won. Right. Yeah. I mean, they beat that. If that's if you put it down to a binary like that, then yeah, they they did. And then when you go World War One, the the slogan for World War One was "Make the world safe for democracy." It's the exact same thing that they're saying right now. That they're telling us why we have to give our taxpayer money to the Nazis and the Azov Battalion over there in Ukraine. And they've already told us what the World War III theme is going to be. It's a similar theme. And they've already told us what they view people who question the election as. They view them as the enemy. So the enemy in World War III that they've already told us is also the enemy in this midterm elections. And that's why a third party of, quote, election deniers, a mega MAGA party, I think would be not a good thing because it would make it very easy, even easier to demonize people who question things because they would then, if it escalated to a certain extent, they would then be the enemy in a world war. Now, I don't think it's going to get to rounding people up or anything like that, but I do think that you could socially demonize people to where it could be a lot like the vaccine thing to where people will hire people if they ha see any association with questioning the election, you know, just like they did with all, all the vaccine mandate stuff. Yeah. Hey, well, I mean, it's, it's this, like, it's, things are beyond the pale at this point. It's like the propaganda couldn't be any more obvious. And like, it's, how are we, how, why is this even a show, Brad? Because you'd think people would be smart enough to be able to see all of it. Cause it's so damn obvious what they're doing. It is. It's also difficult to, uh, propaganda the second you think that you can see all the propaganda is, is the second that you're captured by it so, right so like I, well I, I don't mean yeah. all of it i'm just saying the 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 stuff there's so much oh, that's yeah, obvious right. i i agree with that I, I the whole idea that they have people that 
think it's okay to demonize people for questioning an election. It is beyond me. I, I don't get how people don't see that. In fact, I wonder if more people do see that than I realize, because I know the media can make it seem like a minority opinion seems like a majority opinion. So I'm wondering if maybe there are more people than I realize actually don't think it's okay to demonize people who question the election. Because I, if they do, I, I just hope these people would have a realization at some point. They have something, some interaction that, that happens where they say, oh my gosh, they're telling us, not just them, but us, all of us, that we cannot question things that question their narrative. Like you literally cannot ask questions. Otherwise, you will be socially shamed into submission, into losing your job, into not speaking up, into just accepting what they give you. I mean, literally, if you said to, if, if two progressives or a group of progressives are in a room and one of them says, hey, do you think that there was any problems with the 2020 election? That person would probably be caned <laughs> and beaten and, and kicked out of the group. It, it, that that's that's what I'm imagining the way the media projects it anyway. Maybe that's not the reality. I hope it's not the reality. But literally, to to set up a scenario, it's not just going to be about the election. It's going to be about weapons of mass destruction. You can't do that. It's going to be about the vax. We saw you could not question the vaccine about certain things. And then fast forward a couple years later, things that you got in trouble on social media for questioning before are now acceptable. So it's, well, it's going to be yeah. all of these issues. It's incredible. I'm just, it's yeah. just, it's just wild being in this time period because it's like, you'd have to be stupid to buy some of this stuff. And I'm, I'm always, I don't know how right. I, I'm still surprised by stupid, but I am. It's, I think part of it is something you mentioned the other day. It's that the Nigerian prince yeah. scheme is like, he dumped some <laughs> of it down so much that you see who buys into the dumbest, lowest level propaganda that they put out there. Yeah. It's just so stupid. That's that's my problem. That's what that's probably my greatest refrain when I'm doing shows with you is this is so stupid, Brad. <laughs> no, it is. It's incredibly stupid. But when you get people, you know, in tribalism, either right. or emotional appeals, they're not thinking. I mean, that's the whole basis of emotional based propaganda is you subvert people's ability to think by getting them emotionally charged and fighting for one team or the other instead of actually looking at the content of what's going on and asking questions about it. That is what they fear the most, is questions and critical thought. And so they do everything in their power to subvert those aspects of people's brains and then get them just screaming slogans at each other, <laughs> thinking they have the moral high ground. Everybody thinks they have the moral high ground. So obnoxious. <laughs> When people think they have the moral high ground, they'll do the. That's when the uh, any means necessary, the ends justify the means mentality kicks in because their view of the world is so much better than everybody else's that they need to do whatever it takes to implement that view on others. Yep. So, all right. Before we get to the final thing that we're going to talk about today, actually, I want to show you something real quick. We're not going to go to the final thing yet. So. <laughs> In that same vein, I saw a story, and I'm going to tell you the story, Cam. And what I want you to do is I want you to just think about how it sounds, and then I'm going to play a video of, the, of it shows what they're talking about in the article, and we'll see how it looks. Because this, this is an article demonizing people who question the election. I wanted to kind of illustrate the, the demonization point, which we've all seen it, but I found this one to be kind of funny. Uh, the story is – where's the headline? 
Okay, the headline is, Arizona election protesters demand military step in. They claim that capital rioters are being tortured in cages. That's the headline. And then the article goes on to say that, as Arizona election deniers get more and more bad news, protesters at an election office demanded the military step in and redo the election. They claim January 6th rioters are being tortured in cages and much more. It says, after Senator Mark Kelly defeated Blake Masters and Trump raged about the results of the election at length, protest at the Maricopa County Election Center intensified. So they link those two together as though they had. So the protests were already going on, but they just said that that made them intensify. And then they go on to say, waving flags and religious symbols, a crowd of nearly 100 positioned themselves at the entrance to the Maricopa County Tabulation and Election Centers, which was under heavy security. Many in the group echoed Trump's unfounded claims that he lost the 2020 election due to voter fraud as they called for the military to intervene in Arizona's election. And then here, I'm going to show you the actual script it says because they put i'm going to share this with you anyway so what they did something in this article which i thought was interesting they actually typed out almost in like script form what some of the protesters were saying which they don't typically do they usually just paraphrase it and i think they did that because they want to it sounds so much worse i think when you read it than it does here it is right here okay woman protest woman protester there will be, they, thy will be down, done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day. So she's doing the, <laughs> the thing in church. And then it says, male protester. I keep thinking that says male prostitute. Look at that. It should. Maybe. Male protester. I want all of you to say a prayer right now because there's a bunch of people who are here with us two years ago who were right here in D.C. And they're, they're now in the D.C. gulag being tortured. A whole bunch of people are being tortured in cages in D.C. who were here with us just two years ago. So everybody pray for the innocent who are being tortured. Male protester again. Then we can have free and fair elections again in this state of Arizona. Male protester. We the people are requesting the military step in and redo our election. It's fake and false. It's, it's full. Our government is full of corrupt people. This is how mob rule. So that's all scripted out for some reason in this article. Now let's watch the video of this happening and see... If it's as crazy as it sounds. Tell me if you can hear this, kid. It will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Just this day. Donnie, what? I want all of you to say a prayer right now. Because there's a bunch of people who were here with us two years ago. Right now in the D.C. Gulag being tortured. A whole bunch of people are being tortured in cages in D.C. Who were here with us two years ago? So everybody, say a prayer for those innocent people being tortured. Guess what? Okay, I want to point a couple of things out here. They're standing peacefully outside of a fence, well away from the building. And I'm going to go right back to the beginning of the video and see if you notice. You see what that guy's shirt says? Who's walking into this <laughs> protest cam? He has on an LGBTQ shirt, and there's a gay flag I saw in there as well. So these are the evil mega MAGA Republican election deniers that they want you to fear. And most of these people, this guy's not that old, but a lot of these people look like they're in their 60s and 70s to me. Let it continue. And fair elections again in the state of Arizona. That guy's protesting with his hand in his pocket. He's just chilling. Who protests with their hand in their pocket if they're violent and radical? Right. We the people are requesting 
military step in and redo our election. It was fake and false. Our government is full of corrupt people. People holding signs say voter fraud. Nobody should fear a federal government trying to label you a terrorist because you believe in strict adherence to the Constitution. That guy looked like he was LARPing in like a military outfit. And some weird, uh, is, that, is that like a painter's hat he's wearing? <laughs> FBI, honor your oath. All right, so, so that's it. it. These people, if you're seeing this, and these people are all standing to themselves or doing nothing aggressive, but the article presents it with a headline in, in a way that anybody who doesn't actually watch this is going to is going to say, wow, these dangerous elections deniers are saying all these crazy things. And the one guy who said the stuff uh, to the camera there about redoing the election, th these are people, they know that if they say stuff like that, they will get featured on videos like this. Yeah. They're, they're well aware of that. There's nothing, this is one of the most least threatening protest groups I've ever seen in my life. The guy literally <laughs> had his hands in his pocket. He's going, the election was stolen. I mean, he might as well have been kicking back in a recliner while he was shouting that out. <laughs> so yeah, they, they you can they they do that. They've been doing that. They they'll show seventy year olds who were poll wa watchers and say these dangerous threats to democracy. That's literally somebody's grandmother <laughs> that you're talking about. It's a Aunt Tifa. Aunt Capital. Tifa, exactly. Yeah. Oh, All right. So before we get to the final story of the free thirty, which is going to be about um, Kevin Costner's fake bravery. Oh, did you talk about Rain Wilson? You're talking about he changed his name? Yeah. Have you talked about this? No, I just thought it was kind of dumb. It is very dumb. <laughs> and I want to I just I just want to mention how dumb yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring it up. Let's later uh, on. Let's, let me go. Let's do this and then we'll hit that and we'll hit the Kevin Costner thing. Totally. Sounds so yeah, before before we do that, before we talk about those things, I'm gonna tell you what we're gonna talk about in the XR, which is gonna be the Dave Chappelle, what they're saying is an anti-Semitic set he did for SNL. Which I have a lot of comments on that, and we're going to do that in the XR because I don't want to get kicked off of the podcasting platform we're on. And I worry <laughs> that even playing these clips could result in that happening, could be bait. So that's what we'll do there. If you want to get access to that content, you can go to patreon.com slash propaganda report and subscribe there. That is the subscriber only content. What you will get along with the XR content is you also get the DMB, this show with the ads removed. I take out the ads for all the subscribers. You get that into one RSS feed, a private RSS feed that you can pop into any podcast player and enjoy the show from there. So that's patreon.com slash propaganda report. Check it out today. All right. So tell us about was Rain Wilson? Is that the guy's real name? <laughs> Not anymore. His fake name. He just got uh, himself. So I don't know if he. Uh, let's let's find out what his original. Okay, yeah. So his his real name. It's the guy from The Office. He played Dwight. Dwight. Yeah, Dwight. His real name was Rain Percival Dietrich Wilson, uh, which couldn't sound more German, in my opinion. But whatever. Uh, let's see. Where was it? Okay, so he decided he was going to change his name as a pro climate protest to rainfall heat wave extreme winter Wilson. Yeah, it would be funny if you know I don't like big government, but it'd be funny if some law were now implemented where it's like you can no longer change your name. <laughs> He's just stuck with that for the rest of his life. <laughs> I just, I just, it's like, you know, he's also, um, I won't go into that because I don't want to disparage people I don't know, but uh, I have noticed a lot of 
super dumb coming out of his out of his mouth and out of his world for years. But like, dude, you were great as Dwight. Just stay Dwight. Just be Dwight. We don't we don't need rainfall, heat wave, extreme winter Wilson. We want Dwight Schrute. <laughs> well, we, we get this version of him now. You know, he was in Utopia, the American version of Utopia, the show about a billionaire who creates a fake pandemic so that he could give vaccines that sterilize the entire country to everyone that wrapped up production two days before event 201 was held in October of 2019. Maybe it's a coincidence, probably a coincidence, but just find the timing a bit interesting. Just a little bit. But did that ever come out or was that? Yeah, it's out. You can watch season one. I don't think they're doing a season two, but it's literally everything that people, the, the worst conspiracies about the pandemic that show plays out. It demonstrates. That's wild. Unintentionally, I guess. There was another show in the UK that was already based on it. So that plot was already out there. But it was, <laughs> the timing was certainly, certainly interesting. All right. So I saw this story about, they were featured them on news because they have this whole push now that they're all in on the left and right where it's like the, the people who question elections and then the acceptable Republicans. And so they brought in Oh, I just forgot the guy's name. What is the dude's name I just told you? Kevin Costner. All right, so they brought in Kevin Costner to Fox News to talk about how he says it's okay if people don't like his politics. And that's because he recently came out supporting a Republican. It's a very brave thing, you know, in Hollywood to be somebody who, who openly supports a Republican. Any ideas on who it is he openly supports? Oh, God, was it? Oh, it can't be. It can't be good. Um. Uh, oh, uh, Mitt, Mitt Romney. <laughs> That's close. I mean, sort of. But you know, this person is more relevant right now and has a dad who's probably worse than this person is or was. Oh, it, it, it Liz. Liz Cheney. Absolutely. I thought she died. No, she's she's still here. She's she's was. Uh, rejected by 97% of her constituents, and that means she's a great candidate to go up against uh, Trump in the uh, 2024. But yeah, so he's promoting his show is what he's doing here. Like Yellowstone? Yeah. Yeah. So they always have some promotional angle when they come out and they do this stuff. And he was wearing a shirt that says... um, Where's the Liz Cheney shirt? So yeah, he was like, I vote Republican. Here it is right here. It says... Most recently, the Oscar winner showed showed support for Liz Cheney in her ultimately unsuccessful Wyoming Republican Party primary. And he said, just because you lose doesn't mean you're done. It doesn't mean you're even wrong, he told told the news outlet. I was clear that Cheney probably wasn't going to win her election when he donned his I'm for Liz Cheney shirt, which he shared on social media. So So here's a photo. You see that, Cam? Of Kevin Costner from Bull Durham. And many other good movies, donning a white shirt that's clearly cheaply made that says "I'm for Liz Cheney" and a cowboy. Take the cowboy hat off if you're going to wear the "I'm for Liz Cheney" shirt. <laughs> what do you mean? She's the most American, I mean, most that, that cowboy. Just, I've seen this picture before. It, it, I saw it too. That's why when I saw the headline, that was like made it sound like he says it's okay if people don't like him for his politics. Nobody's not liking him for these politics. This is not a brave stance. Everybody 
in Hollywood is loving him for these politics because Liz Cheney was the lead chick on the January 6th hearings. So this is the least bold move anybody's ever made and then turned around and tried to pretend it's bold. G- give me a break. And Fox News was, was propagating this. I, lost, I, I love the movie Bull Durham. Okay, I'm a big fan of it. But I, Crash Davis just lost a lot of respect, in, in my opinion there. In fact, the other guy, what's, the guy who's the pitcher in that movie, he used to be Susan Sarandon's boyfriend, Tim Robbins, okay. who they're both, they're both are progressives. But Tim Robbins recently came out and was saying how wrong he was to demonize people uh, around who weren't vaccinated before. Now that the data has come out, showing that the vaccine doesn't actually do what they told people it did. So he came out and apologized. So I'm a lot more for Tim Robbins from Bull Durham than I am Kevin Costner now. <laughs> he was awful. also in Shawshank Redemption, and that's that's a great movie. Fantastic movie also. And didn't Morgan Freeman date his granddaughter or something like that? Am I getting that wrong? That would be... That would seem just very, very, very inappropriate. It's <laughs> I don't, like, like I some, don't uh, know. It's like some... House of Dragon stuff going on. I think it might have been his step granddaughter. I don't know if there's any blood relation. Ugh. Maybe I'm wrong on that, but there, there's some something I, I remember about. Don't quote me on that. I Whatever it is, I you. don't like it. I don't like it at all. I don't like it. it sucks because you know you like Morgan Freeman, you like him in Batman, you like him in most things that he does, and then you get a piece of information like that, and it's like all those movies ruined. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. That sucks. Like every Ke- Kevin Spacey movie now, it's just like, oh man, and he's he was so good. Yeah, but like they're he wel- makes they're gonna welcome him back because he actually hasn't been charged. He like I, he hasn't been. Do they ever? I mean, he's been he, charged, not convicted. I think he has to be like. I, I think he's the the scapegoat. I don't think they welcome him back. I think if they welcome him back, they they lose. Oh, they've already. He's already getting roles. Ugh. He got one not long ago. I don't remember exactly what it was. It's not going to be. A list right away, but right, yeah, he'll do all right. So, all right, well, I think that's going to wrap the show up for today. We're going to go. We're going to play that Dave Chappelle, some of the Dave Chappelle clips, and talk about uh, why I think they let him do that on SNL because obviously they knew what was coming, and we'll do that yeah. in the DMBXR. So check that out again, Patreon.com/slash Propaganda Report if you want to get access to that, PropagandaFight.com. And thank you guys for listening. We will talk to y'all next time. Have a fantastic rest of your day. Thank you.